Father. He is our Redeemer. Praise Jesus. We praise you, Lord. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you. That truly blessed me. Today I'd like to open in uh, John chapter 14. I'd like to spend time in John 14, 15, 16, and 17 today. I'm going to be reading the Aramaic. Let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God and believe in me. There are many lodgings in my father's house, and if not, I would have told you, because I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I shall come again and bring you to join me, that where I am you shall be also. Where I am going... You know. And you know the way. Thomas said to him, Our Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the living God, the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me alone. If you had known me, you also would have known my Father. If you had known me, you also would have known my Father. And from this hour, you do know him, and you have seen him. Philip has said to him, Our Lord, show us the Father, and it is sufficient for us. Yeshua said to him, All this time I am with you. All this time I've spent on earth performing miracles, speaking the words of God. And you have not known me, Philip, whoever has seen me, has indeed seen the Father. And how do you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in my Father and my Father in me? The words which I am speaking, I am not speaking from myself. But my Father who dwells within me, he does these works. Believe that I am in the Father and my Father in me. Otherwise, believe because of, the because of the works. Jesus lived here on earth, indistinguishable from the Father. In every single word and action, Jesus utterly depended upon God to accomplish the work. They shared perfect communion perfect harmony, perfect oneness. That's what Jesus' actions and words accomplished, attesting to the Father in him. We have been given his nature, beloved. When we here on earth yield to the Holy Spirit, we are indistinguishable from Jesus. The fruits of the Holy Spirit. Amen? We know we are like Him because in this world, because He reminds us that we will in fact be hated just as He was hated. No difference. We are like Him in this world. And we will be hated for it. But there is no greater calling than to be Christ to a dying world. Amen? 
Praise you, Lord. As a new creation in Christ Jesus, you have been given perfect communion with the Father. I want my life to attest to Christ living in me and through me. I have been given his perfect nature, and I want to keep in step with that perfect nature. I don't want to do anything contradictory or in opposition to that new nature that he has gifted me. Philippians 3, verse 10 through 11. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10 through 11. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection from the dead. Two natures, one that has been crucified and dead, and one that is living in me mightily. One former, one latter, one left behind, one given for all eternity, given as a gift, not earned, but given as a gift. Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Romans chapter 6, verse 11. Praise you, Jesus. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin. Praise Jesus. Alive to God in Christ Jesus. Amen. Consider your former sin nature with all of its disunity, with all of its corruption, forever crucified on that cross. Never to rise again. God calls you, beloved, forever, say forever, alive to God in Christ Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Welcome to John 14, 12. I am alive to Christ. I am alive and alert to his prompting. I am not drunk. I am not asleep. I am not disconnected. I have the Holy Spirit in me. Say, I have the Holy Spirit in me. Praise Jesus. I am in tune with Jesus. And I have his plan for my life. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. He has made you to bring him glory through the life that you live here on earth. Have confidence in God, for he will always keep his promises. He will live mightily through you. Yield. He will lead you to greater works. Yield. 
He will prune you, the Scripture says. So why? That you may produce even more fruit. He promises to prune us. I am so grateful that Jesus, that God will prune me, taking away the things that hinder spiritual growth. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you that you have the perfect insight, the perfect vision that you know everything. You know exactly what I need and don't need. And all I have to do is surrender. John 14, 12. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Timeless truth, the Aramaic says. Timeless truth. I tell you, whoever believes in me, those works which I have done, he will also do. And he will do greater works than these, because I am going to the presence of my Father. The Aramaic says, I love it, timeless truth. This reality for the believer is abiding, ageless, continuing, dateless, enduring, eternal, everlasting, imperishable, lasting, ongoing. It is undying. What he has planned for us to walk in has never changed. You will walk as Jesus did here on earth, and you will walk in greater works because you have the mighty name of Jesus to call upon at any moment in time. Jesus said in verse 10, It is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Place your confidence in Christ, in the Father, and in the Holy Spirit that he's deposited inside your heart. God will accomplish his perfect will in you. All we have to do is yield. We just have to yield. Praise you, Lord. John 15. Let me read through. 1 through 11, verse 1 through 11. I am the living God, the true vine. My Father is the vine dresser. Every branch on me, not yielding fruit, he takes away. And that which yields fruit, he purges. Say purge. That it may bring forth much fruit. Thank you, Lord. From now on, you are purged because of the word which I have spoken with you. Stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, and I am in you. Just as the branch cannot yield fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither do you unless you stay with me. I am the living God, the vine, and you are the branches. Say branches. Whoever abides with me and I in him, this one brings forth much fruit, because without me, Without me, without me, you can do nothing. If a man does not abide with me, he is thrown away like a shriveled up branch, and they gather it, throwing it into the fire to burn. But if you are abiding in me, and my words will abide in you, everything whatsoever you desire to ask, it shall be done for you. Praise Jesus. In this, the Father is glorified that you will bring forth much fruit, and that you will be my disciples. Just as my Father has loved me, 
even so, even so I have loved you. Same, absolutely the same. Continue in my friendship. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and abide in his love. I have spoken these things with you, that my joy, my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be perfect. Say perfect. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Perfect joy. A branch wraps around a vine as it grows. Its entire form is shaped to the vine. And to remain in Jesus is to be wrapped up in him. Wrapped up in who he says you are. And not what others say of you. As a branch wraps and intertwines itself around the vine, we must allow our hearts to wrap around who God says we are. We are his children. We are his beloved. We are his accepted. We are his dearly beloved children. Another way to look at it, I am too preoccupied, too preoccupied with God's heart towards me too preoccupied with his heart towards me to even carry a single care about what others think about me. Because what Jesus thinks about me is true. It is true. When you wrap your whole life around Jesus, the result is joy. Joy. To be intertwined in the Lord Jesus is to place yourself in complete opposition to the world. As believers, we are okay with this reality because it is the blessed life to walk with the Lord no matter what the world throws our way. A life wrapped around the world results in death. A life wrapped around Jesus and the identity that he has given you is and results in eternal life. He it is that bears much fruit, who remains. He it is that who clearly has been in communion with Jesus, been in relationship with him. Think about Peter and John. When they were testifying about Jesus, they were threatened with death. They were unschooled, yet they spoke as ones who were in constant communion with Jesus. Praise you, Lord. The goal in God pruning us is that we produce more, not the kind of production that the world demands. No. Did you realize God never called you the vine? He's never called you the vine. We are not the vines for others, and we are not the vine for ourselves. We are dependents upon Jesus. It's a tremendous relief to know that God calls each and every one of you branches because that is a place of power. Praise you, Lord. He does not expect us to produce 
in and of our own selves. He calls himself the source. When we humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, like branches being lifted up from the ground and placed upon the vine, placed upon Jesus, he lifts us up on to Jesus. When God prunes, he is loving us. Hebrews 12.6. Hebrews 12.6. Hebrews 12.6. Reading in the Amplified. For the Lord disciplines and corrects those whom he loves. Oh, Jesus, correct me. Keep me on the straight and narrow. Keep me on the straight and narrow, Lord Jesus. He prunes every son and daughter whom he receives and welcomes to his heart. So allow God to always prune you. It may be painful at times, but it will always result in even more fruit. Allow him to take away those things which inhibit further growth. And you don't have to figure out what that is. Just come before Jesus and say, Lord, what's in my life that is displeasing to you? He's going to tell you. And you're going to listen. And you're going to obey with a joyful heart. Praise Jesus. Because we want to do what pleases our Father. We don't want to do anything that is out of sync with Him. Because He has perfect ways for us. He has perfect ways for us, perfect joy, perfect peace for us here on earth. Praise you, Lord. The joy of the Lord in the midst of pain, the joy of the Lord in the midst of struggle will rise up in you to make you rise above the enemy and all of his tactics. You will not listen to me very carefully. I declare that you will not be brought down by depression. You will not be brought down by anxiety. You will not be brought down by fear or worry. You will live and you will share your fruit to the world around you. They'll get a taste and want more of what Jesus has to offer. Because what the world has to offer, it fades so fast. It fades so fast, but what Jesus has to offer, it lasts for all eternity. Praise you, Lord. 1 John 4.4. 4. 1 John 4.4. 4. You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Praise you, Jesus. We have a joy in us that nothing in all the world will be able to take away. Nothing. There is nothing in this world 
nothing that can take away our joy, beloved. Nothing. No matter how hard the devil tries to make this world ugly and dark, we have a joy in our hearts that will last for all eternity. All eternity. Praise you, Lord. John 16, 33. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Say peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. Take heart. Be undaunted. Be courageous. I said be courageous. Why? Why, beloved? I have overcome the world. That's Jesus in you. You have the spirit of courage on the inside of you. The joy of gladness will cause you to see Jesus in the midst of any difficulty, in the midst of any pain, in the midst of any struggle. The Holy Ghost will always reveal Jesus to you and your joy will be complete. This is where your confidence lies in Yeshua. Praise you, Lord. Do not allow your environment to determine who you are. Ignore the taunts of the enemy. Simply testify of Jesus. Do not allow the opinions of others, the circumstances that surround you, or the temperature in the room to determine your confidence. As you draw spiritual lines in the ground, stand your ground, and do not permit the evil one to terrorize you. This body is the Lord's, and Jesus dwells in me and in you. Praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. John 17. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Verse 20 through 26. Neither do I pray only for them, but also for these who are trusting in me by their word, that they all shall be one. Say one. Just as you, my Father, are in me, and I am in you, so that they also shall be one in us, so that the world shall believe. Say, so that the world shall believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you have given me, so that they shall be one. Say, one, just as we are one. I in them, and you in me so that they shall be perfected, say perfected, as one. And so that the world shall know 
that you have sent me, and that you have loved them just as you have loved me. Father, I will that these whom you have given me, that where I am, they shall be with me, that they shall see my glory, which you have given me, because you have loved me from before the foundation of the world. My righteous Father, although the world has not known you, I have known you, and these have known that you have sent me, and I have revealed to them your name, and I am revealing it so that the love which you have loved me shall be in them, and I shall be in them. God has made it so that you can be exactly like him. Through dependency, through dependency and the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, you are mighty in the Lord. God's plan for us as followers of Christ is to be imitators of the Trinity, imitators of the unity, imitators of the harmony that they share. God wants us to demonstrate this unity towards one another. In our schools, on the job, in our families, in our relationships, He wants us to remember that when we go into different situations, we're not representing ourselves, but we're representing Jesus. That's how he views you. What joy, what joy it is to know that God is not ashamed to be represented by me. That's what the blood did. That's what the blood does. That I bring him glory that you bring him glory. Such knowledge is overwhelming to know that each and every one of us as blood-bought children bring him glory. Thank you, Lord. If we hunger for the perfect will of God, if we hunger, which I know everyone here does, we want it. We believe we have it. If we hunger for the perfect will of God, all we need to do is give Jesus our heart. That's all we got to do. Just give him our heart. Let him work in us. He will take care of everything. He'll take care of every step. God has brought us into his divine plan of redemption. Jesus says, that you bring him glory. That is how mightily he thinks of you. He says in the scripture, may they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. And he goes on to say, glory has come to me through them, through you. 
I want you to realize that when you act upon the purpose that God has placed upon your life, you bring Jesus glory. Because there will be harmony, say harmony, in your life. And Jesus is the author of harmony. Jesus is the author of harmony. Peace and harmony is what God has for us to walk in 24-7. Peace I leave with you, Jesus said. My peace I give to you, Jesus said. If we know Jesus said it, we know we have it. Praise Jesus. If we know Jesus said it, we know we have it, period. No matter how circumstances appear, we will not live in any intimidation or fear of what's going on in the world. Though the world is literally wasting away before our very eyes, we will resist the devil. We will resist all of his tactics. The world is full of strife. And what does the Bible say about the word strife? James 3.16. Praise you, Lord. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. Strife is an evil, demonic force that is in complete opposition to God. It is something that must be immediately eradicated in your territory. It is not what God has for you as children of God. What do we do with demonic forces? We drive them out through the authority that Jesus has given each and every one of us. We don't get into works about this. We get into the Spirit. We get into faith. Verse 23 is the antidote to strife. I in them and you in me. Jesus says to the Father, the antidote to strife is to walk in his complete unity that he has for each and every one of us. Scripture said, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Say complete unity. We must have the realization of God in us. We must realize that we are in God and that nothing can sever that relationship that has been given to us. And because we have that relationship with God, there is not one relationship that cannot be redeemed. There, it, there is not one relationship that cannot be mended by the blood of Yeshua. As imitators of Christ in this dying world, Jesus is counting on you to love the unlovable. 
He's counting on you. And he's given us the power and the ability to do it. Ephesians 6.10. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong in the Lord. The Amplified says, draw your strength from Him. Be empowered through your union. Say union. And in the power of His boundless might. Say boundless. It is so encouraging so uplifting to know that my God is boundless in his supply of strength for me. Boundless. It is so encouraging to know my God's love for me will carry me beyond any pain or sorrow or struggle. Derive your strength from the mighty power of God. Derive your strength from the Holy Spirit in you, from the love that He has for you, the agape love, the eternal love, it never ceases. It never ends. So your source of strength never ends. Your source of strength never ends, beloved. It never ends. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. There is nothing in this world to fatigue you, to cause you to fail. Play, pay close attention. As the world decays, it will look uglier, but our source of strength, it will always be there, and it will never fade. Our source of strength will lift us up in every single circumstance that we face. So, beloved, be empowered through your union with your Savior. Be empowered. In conclusion, we must realize God sees us as his representative in this world and that we are, in fact, indistinguishable from him. For we have his nature deposited we have his nature in us. The more we wrap ourselves around his love, like a branch around that vine, the mightier works we will walk in. It all stems from identity. He has given us his righteousness. Who God says we are, we know God has given us heaven here on earth. And no matter the strife running rampant in this world, Jesus' blood has been poured out for us so that we may walk in his peace in every aspect of our lives. And we do not have to tolerate or allow one single ounce, inch, gram, 
whatever you want to call it, of strife. We rebuke strife in Jesus' name. And we choose to walk in the perfect peace of God in every single area of our lives. We praise you, Jesus. We praise you for this union that we have with you, this perfect unity. We praise you, Lord. And at this time, let's take communion. Communion has the word union in it. Praise you, Lord. We are 